talkradioinfluence.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forking Around Town podcast. I hope you guys are ready for a delicious episode. I have a wonderful guest today, Teresa Lopez from The Greatest Damn Bites. How are you doing, Teresa? Hi, Tracy. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm doing well. How's everything going with you? Oh, it's good. You know, just um, we'll obviously talk a lot about this today, but I'm still kind of recuperating from pizza week. I, I did have pizza 10 days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pizza week was crazy. My week was also filled with way too much pizza, but I'm not complaining. I know. So I wanted to ask you before we get into pizza week, I've been following you for quite some time and you just, you have such a spirit about you. You're always so energetic and your, fo- your photography is fantastic. So how did you get started? Cause I do know you are a Tampa native. Yeah. So thank you so much. Um, I followed your account probably since the beginning too. So it's been interesting following each other on this journey. But uh, I got started with a couple of friends who were interested in creating a food account and uh, they ended up bailing on me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So I was left with the food account and wasn't sure what to do because I I didn't know if I wanted to stick around, but I ended up loving it and started going to events and started playing around with, you know, like you mentioned the photography. And once I just got into a groove, I loved it. I couldn't stop. I was like addicted. And since then, I think it's been almost two years now. This month is my, my anniversary, my foodiversary. Oh, that's and fantastic. And it's been great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting. I can't believe it's been two years already. The time really does fly. So now was your account always the greatest damn bites and then you just took it over or was it something else before you kind of split off from the others? Yes. So we decided on that name based on, we wanted something with all our initials in it. So there were four of us initially and we wanted something catchy that was food related, but not specifically tied to anything like not a Tampa name or so we just came up with the greatest damn bites. Um, I didn't change it or anything cause I really love the name. And even though it started with our initials, like it, it truly does cover so much, you know, the greatest damn bites in Tampa, like you can just cover so much food with that. And it's worked out in my favor in terms of puns. I love mm-hmm. to make puns and I'm not tied to Tampa, even though I love Tampa and I've been here forever. If I ever did move, I could use the handle somewhere else, which is nice. But um, people have told me that they love the name, and I love it too, so I've kept it the same. Oh, it, it's a great name, and that's really a good point that you brought up because when I, but this is even before Instagram going way back or Instagram just had come out, I started with a blog that was all about Tampa. Everything was about Tampa, and it really limited me when I wanted to try to work with other brands. And so after a couple of years when mm-hmm. I decided to do something different, that's how I came up with my name. I thought I could use this anywhere and it really doesn't matter. And it's opened up a lot of doors for me. So yes, great, mm-hmm. great name. <laughs> yeah, it was funny when I, um, I was, it's kind of a funny story how I started. I was working at a restaurant and I was just going through major burnout and I was sitting down one day just thinking about other things I could be doing <laughs> that were more interesting than my job there. Mm-hmm. And it just, the idea just came to me. And so I quickly went on Instagram to see if the name was available and it was. And then I just remember I just started that night and it's been nonstop ever since. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, you've turned it into such a a big brand. I mean, you really have a brand for yourself and I love that you have the podcast and 
you've just reached so many people you've reached so far. Um, you, you have a great account. <laughs> That's why well, I follow you. You were like one of the first people that I was really inspired by, to be honest. Well, thank you. The only thing is I will say that I could be doing so much more. It's just hard when, you know, I have two kids and another job and I get busy and sometimes I'm tired and I don't want to post. And so I'm really trying to start doing this more full time now, hopefully. <laughs> It is great. Yeah. I've seen that a lot recently. I think that transition. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a full-time job. I mean, sometimes I'll spend two hours just editing photographs and I can never get them to how I want them to be. So the struggle is real. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Definitely. So now I wanted to talk about pizza week because you and I are both, you know, definitely lovers of pizza and, For those of you who are listening who might not be familiar, here in Tampa Bay, every year we have what's called Tampa Bay Pizza Week. And it's 10 days of just paying tribute to pizza and all these different pizza places around Tampa. And some are not pizza places. They do their own kind of spin on it. They showcase specials for $10 and under. And so Teresa and I ate at 10 different. Well, you probably had more than I did. Sure oh, you, no, I don't think I did. You didn't? <laughs> I tried. I really did. <laughs> but you are truly the pizza queen. I can't keep up. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is last year when Pizza Week was going on, it was right when the whole pandemic started. And it was different last year because everyone was doing takeout. A few of the places that had signed up, they pulled out at the last minute just because they were, you know, closing temporarily or had to readjust as to what they were going to do. So, Last year was all about takeout, and I drove everywhere from Tampa to Dunedin, Safety Harbor. I mean, I was going to Clearwater. I went everywhere. And this year, my focus was to try to really go to places I had never been before. Mm-hmm. So it was it was good. I mean, I, I had a good experience. I really did. I have to say, though, the Nona Slice House was my favorite out of all of them. Well, you know what's funny about that is that that's the first place I recognized on the list because it was the first place that I partnered with for a giveaway when I first started my account. And they are awesome. Jamie is the the owner and the head chef, and he's like a, an acrobatic dough twirler, I think is the correct title. <laughs> um, he's won awards for his talent. And he when I chatted with him, the first time I met him, he was so hospitable. He told me the whole story about how he came up with the restaurant name, his experience in the pizza industry, and of course, the acrobatic dough twirling. And he put on a show. And it was just incredible. I love that place. And, and I don't get to go enough because it's just so far from me. And I, I just can't make a trip out there all the time. But I really do love the Notice Life House. Well, I tried to go last year. I was in the area. I went to a couple spots. I went to Jet's Pizza in Dunedin, which I had never had before, and um, Gregorio's. And so I went to the Nona Slice House with my kids, and they had almost a three-hour wait. Obviously, it was takeout only, but it was just... It was too long, so we we went. You know, we decided to go home. But um, I just went this weekend, and I was completely blown away by their pizza. I cannot wait to go back. It's delicious. I agree. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite out of all of them. And then some of the other classics that I've been to before, but just had to visit again, like New York, New York Pizza. They always do a fantastic job. Oh yeah, that was great. And you know, their deal was awesome because it was a medium pizza, but it was humongous. It was too much even for me and the person I brought with me, my sister. So yeah, great deal, but it was huge. I know. I, I went there. I had very limited time. I ordered my pizza ahead of time, picked it up, took some pictures. And then I, I literally was eating it in the car on the way home because I had somewhere else to be. (laughs) 
I never did eat my salad. I feel bad. It went to waste, but it was, yeah, they, oh. they do a great job. Yeah, they do. They're always a pretty reliable pizza place. I agree. And they're, they're very consistent with their different locations throughout Tampa Bay. Now, what were some other ones that mm-hmm. you discovered this time around that you may not have ever had before? Well, you know, I'm a Tampa foodie and I live in Tampa. I eat a lot in Tampa and I hardly ever make the drive across the bridge to St. Pete. I don't particularly like driving to St. Pete, but I told myself, you know, that I would make the effort to get over there because I always hear about such great places. So um, a couple of the places I tried over there were Slice and Flippers. I think Flippers has multiple locations. I'm not sure. They do. If Slice does. They might do. Okay. So... Uh, I went to both those places, and both the pizzas are really, really good. Slice had a great truffle pizza that had mushrooms on it and a white sauce, which was delicious. And Flippers had, uh, I think, one with chicken, peppers, olives, and that was also really good. Those are just places I wouldn't have necessarily gone out of my way before, you know, unless I was doing something like Pizza Week. So they were really great. And then I also went to New York, New York. I went to this really great place, uh, Viva Napoli in mm-hmm. South Tampa that I love. That yes. was probably my favorite, I think, this week. Um, but, yeah, it was really great trying all these different places. Oh, my God. Yeah, Viva Napoli is one of my favorites. It's actually a mile and a half from where I work, so I go there often. Okay. Their pasta is <laughs> phenomenal if you ever have a chance to try it. I have it. to try that, yeah. I saw the, the trio of gnocchi on their menu, yes. and I definitely want to try that next. Oh, I had their pistachio gnocchi, the, one of the my visits there, and I, I have to say, I think that picture got more likes than anything else I've ever done. I don't know what it was about that photo, but it just... People love gnocchi. It's so pretty to photograph, too. <laughs> but yes... Um, the, it is. It's definitely one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. And the owner, Simona, you know, she is a professional boxer, which I always think is kind of cool. And she competes all the time. And she's such a gracious person. I always love going to see her. Super, super. Wow, I had no idea. I'll have to chat with her more because I didn't get the chance to talk to her much. They were so busy when we went. Which I'm glad because they've actually been there since 2017. I remember when I first started forking around town, which was um, the summer of 2017, I heard about them opening. They used to be another spot, which I can't remember. So I popped in one day to get a pizza and it was, um, it really was very authentic, just like the pizza I've had in Italy before. And her and I kind of met. But I never really got to know her. And then just over the summer, just going there, you know, a few times, her and I started talking and then we became friends on Facebook. And I had no idea she was a boxer until I started seeing all of her posts. And yeah, she's in incredible shape because that's definitely tough to do. (laughs) Well, that explains a lot because she does look very fit. So it makes sense that she uh, punches people for her living. (laughs) That's amazing. I always joke with her. I'm like, you punch a lot more than pizza dough. (laughs) And she's just like, yep. (laughs) Yeah, she's she's incredible. Wow. Very sweet lady. So, yes, definitely talk to her about that next time you go. And all their food. If anyone ever asks me for Italian in South Tampa, that's where I send them all the time. And they love it. Right. Oh, have you been to Mateo on McDill? No, I haven't been there yet. I think I've heard of it, though. That's another one. It's right down the street from Dats, and it's been several things over the years. The last restaurant that it was was The Lure, which has a location in St. Pete, and I've been there I twice. Think, yeah, I've been to the Lure. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> that means no, I, I've been to The Lure. I, I actually didn't realize that they were no longer in South Tampa until recently, so you're saying that that's 
It's the same location, mm-hmm. but now it's Mateo. Mm-hmm. They have oh. their pasta is great. They, have you ever seen like when they take the big block of Parmesan cheese and they put pasta inside and they're tossing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do that there, so I need to be prepared for that. I need to bring someone who's really hungry because it looks like a monster of a dish. It, it's almost overwhelming. Oh wow! But it's it's good for It's good for Instagram. So we should get a bunch of people and go. I agree. You know, the biggest thing I miss about the past year with the pandemic and the quarantine and everything is foodie events. I really miss seeing everybody outside of on Instagram because I feel like I haven't actually interacted with anyone in person in the foodie world in months. I know it's, it's been difficult. Yeah. There, there's been a couple of events I've gone to. I haven't been going to them as much as I normally would just because I've, I've had so much on my plate, but Restaurants have really done well with how they're handling events now. Um, I'm trying to think. There's been mm-hmm. a few I've gone to where they've had a separate table to have all the dishes, you know, fully plated for photography, and then they bring you samples and they kind of space everybody out. But I think restaurants are now leaning more towards inviting people on an individual basis, which, you know, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's safer and it does give you a better idea of the menu when you're by yourself and you kind of have that opportunity to have your time with the dish and with the owner or chef. So I can appreciate that definitely. But I do miss seeing everybody. <laughs> I know, I do too. I, I kind of just watch everyone on Instagram and message them. <laughs> That's all I can do. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. What are some places you may have been to recently in Tampa that have really just kind of blown you away? Because I find that I, I tend to find at least two places a month that I really enjoy. And I'm like, why didn't I not go here sooner? <laughs> right. Yeah, I have that same exact reaction. And it's hard because there's so many new places all the time or new businesses in general that it's hard to keep up. Um, so I don't, honestly, hmm, off the top of my head, I'd have to think about that one. It's hard because, oh, you know which place I really like? Uh, Florfina. That's not really new, but I just went there recently. I really love that place a lot. Have you been? I have not. I have not, but it's on my list. Uh, yeah, it's at the uh, Hotel High in Ebor, and both times I've gone, I, I just sit at the bar with my friends, and we get a bottle of Prosecco or something like wine, and they have really great appetizers. One of the things that I really loved was that they have Cuban sandwiches, but in like a finger food stick form, oh, so wow. it's a little more elegant. <laughs> yeah, but it still pays tribute to like the classic Tampa Cuban sandwich, and I really like that take on it makes it a little a little more sophisticated, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, every time I eat a Cuban sandwich, I end up getting a pickle or something on my shirt. I can never eat one without <laughs> something falling out. It's, I'm, exactly, I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm notorious. I, I can never wear white because I'll have stains. So it's just kind of, <laughs> when I go to a restaurant, especially... The, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, same problem. <laughs> Always. I've ruined so many shirts just from getting like pasta stains on them. And this spot never comes out no matter how hard you put stain remover on it. It's crazy. (laughs) So one thing I was going to ask you is um, there's, you know how like sometimes you just have certain people you gravitate to on Instagram, whether it's a local influencer or somebody who's, you know, known throughout the world. Do you have any favorites local and as well as just across the the globe that you like to follow? Oh, Definitely. Um, I think that it's really easy to, especially once you've met people, to kind of find um, a group of people that are similar to you. And it doesn't 
necessarily mean that you like them better, that you're friends with them better, but just like people that you think similarly to. So you like what they put out and they encourage you and your account. And just that back and forth is really what I crave. And so I found that in a lot of the local foodies, um, one person or one account who I really love is get in my belly Tampa. Um, they're always, it's a pair of sisters, Brittany and Brielle, and they're always out and about. They're always super friendly. They really like, they engage with my account. I engage with theirs. And I've, I've met, um, Brittany a couple times and, she's just the sweetest and she's definitely someone who like you don't feel like you're competing against them you don't feel like you're trying to get a deal or something over her like no like she encourages you and you're genuinely foodie friends like you bond over this really great thing that you guys share absolutely yeah there there are so many in tampa i mean there's people i've known for for years and people i'm just now meeting in fact you and i had the same dessert board over the weekend i believe Yes, yes, from the dessert board, the oh. newest board business. Love it. <laughs> that was so, it was so delicious. I had, they brought it to me on Sunday. And of course, um, <laughs> I had my kids with me and they kind of attacked it. So they didn't leave me much, <laughs> but everything I tried was so good. And I love their concept. I think they're doing a really great job. I agree. I'm so excited. I just saw that they're partnering with Peter Brook Chocolatier. So they'll have two expos coming up, I think, where they're going to be partnering together and doing their dessert boards. I, anytime that a small business like that pops up and it's someone you know or someone that you can just tell is really passionate, I love that. I live for it. Well, have you heard of Caramel and Cookies? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I just met them today. They brought me some samples and we're actually, um, I don't know if I told you, but the building where my office is, we opened up a cafe just on Monday. So it's kind of a slow start. We're not totally putting it out there just because, you know, there's always little glitches that happen with little things, but they came by today and they brought some of their cookies and they are, they're so good. I'm definitely going to carry them here. So I should be getting an order next week for them. And I love them. They're perfect with coffee and they're such nice people. I was really impressed. Yeah. I just discovered them recently as well. And Waffles are not something that you see very often, especially in Tampa, <laughs> but I love them. So the fact that that's the cookie that they specialize in, I'm very excited to try them. And it's funny because I've always had those either on an airplane or I do a lot. Well, I haven't because of the pandemic, but a lot of races. And whenever there's like a mm-hmm. big race or a running expo, they always hand those out and they sell them at a lot of the running stores in Tampa. And it's just a quick little energy. Oh. They're great, especially if you're doing a really long run. You just kind of take a break and eat one, and it just kind of gets your energy back up. But hers are so beautiful, and she's from Amsterdam and uses her grandmother's recipe. And I'm telling you, I tried one today, and it was one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth. I was Wow, I did not know that. That's amazing. Really, really impressed. So, yeah, I'm going to probably host an event for influencers to come to the cafe whenever you know, probably the next couple of weeks. And I want to definitely have some local vendors here and just see, you know, what we can do and showcase some of these great local products. Cause that's one thing I love to do is share my love of local food with everybody. But, Absolutely. I totally agree. So now one account I was going to share with you that I follow, cause I know we follow a lot of the same local ones, but so I met, I don't even know how I met her, but I did have her on my podcast. She was originally based in Los Angeles and now she's in Colorado but her account is GG Eats, so it's G I G I Eats, and she's known as the Salmon Queen. And she is—you have to follow her. She is so funny. 
I, every morning I crack up because she always, she likes to post really early in the morning and I know she's two hours behind and sometimes I'll be up at six and she's already posted for the day. So I'm like, wow, she's really on it. And she (laughs) engages like crazy with everybody. So definitely check her out. She's so funny and you'll just, her videos, um, she's just one of the most hysterical, you know, people I follow on Instagram. That's Always. amazing. Well, you know, I'm a big salmon eater, so I can appreciate that she's the queen here. Oh, she is. And salmon is one of those things I kind of struggle with. I ate it so much as a kid growing up that I got burned out on it. But she does so many recipes. And just a little side note, she is pregnant right now. So she's going through that phase where she's having, you know, a lot of, you know, different effects with food on her. Like she can't eat certain things or look at certain things. I've been there before. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like, but, um, so she's posting all kinds of crazy stuff. She'll just put stuff together, whatever sounds good to her. And she does it with such style. It's just, it, I just love how open and honest she is. It's really, it makes her account just more entertaining. And I always want to see what she's mm-hmm. doing. <laughs> I can definitely appreciate when an account is like that. And you can tell the person isn't just putting on a show for Instagram. That's super important to me and like who I engage with because otherwise, you know, it's not, it's not as fun. It's not as authentic. So I love that. Absolutely. So one other question I was just going to ask you before we kind of wrap things up is you mentioned Prosecco earlier, which is my favorite thing mm-hmm. to drink. Do you, <laughs> I know, it's like, it's, I've always loved it. Do you have any spots anywhere in Tampa Bay that you like to go for like a glass of wine and a charcuterie board? Cause there's a mm, lot. That is great. I know there are so many options. Charcuterie boards now are available almost anywhere. So it's kind of insane because I don't necessarily order charcuterie boards when I go out, but maybe I should start doing that. Um, let me think. You know, I really loved the hall, and now they're opening up again in Midtown. I'm hoping that they'll have Prosecco and charcuterie boards <laughs> so I can try some there. That was definitely a good go-to spot. Um, I've also heard that um, the Sea House is really good for that, but I haven't actually been. I haven't so I might be speaking out of <laughs> that might be another foodie date we need to do then because it's on my list. Oh yeah. There's what's the other one? The gin joint. That's another place I haven't been to. Ooh, I have been to gin joint and that's, that's a good place. It's more of a, to me, it's more of a grab drinks and like listen to music and chat type of vibe. It's like very intimate with the low lighting and I really like it, but um, I would definitely recommend to, to grab drinks there as opposed to like a full dinner. Definitely have to check it out. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. I just wanted to, you know, I really wanted to have you on here because you're a girl after my own heart. I love everything that you post and your energy is just, it's magnetic. Oh, well, I really appreciate you having me on the show. And honestly, I feel the exact same way about you. You are always, you know, one of those people that I I have on my timeline and I think about in the foodie world. So, and this is very cool. I love doing the podcast thing. Very exciting. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And if you could just share with everyone where they can find you on Instagram. Yes, absolutely. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at The Greatest Jam Bites. And she does showcase the greatest damn bites, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I try. (laughs) No, you you do a great job. Well, Teresa, thank you so, so much. I'll definitely be in touch, and we need to plan a foodie date soon. There's lots of places we can go to and just eat everything in sight. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. I look forward to it. All right. Have a wonderful weekend, and I will definitely chat with you soon. All righty. Sounds good. Thanks. Uh, Thank you. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Forking Around Town. Don't forget, a new episode comes out on Fridays 
wherever you like to download your podcast, or you can always find it at radioinfluence.com. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. This is a cannabis podcast. Quick fix on Radio Influence. I told you on this podcast, some will be just me spitting knowledge and trying to bring education, but I'll also uh, try to get you guys exposed to some really cool businesses and new businesses in this area. It's all about the, uh, the community. So I got in touch with this young man almost by accident. And uh, let me introduce him first. Brian Abda. Did I say that right? Yeah, Brian Abdes, yes. Uh, Abde, there you go. <laughs> All right. uh, Brian owns Gandhi's Smoke Shop. I started smoking uh, marijuana when I was 35. That's pretty late. You know what I mean? I'm 53. I've been 18 years. I'm catching up, though. But you're still me. young. I'm, I'm, I'm in front of you. Well, I don't know about that young thing, but uh, most people start when they're 16, and I just started a little bit later. And what's funny is I'm, I'm amazed at the how uninformed a lot of people are over marijuana THC, CBD, hemp—they're all—they're all different products. But do people have knowledge normally when they walk into your shop? Yeah, but everybody has. Like a lot of people do, like you know the the medical stuff. So they, yeah. when they mm-hmm. buy the medical stuff, regardless what is it, everybody do illegally is whatever. Mm-hmm. And they come, they know what they need. Maybe the medical place tell them that you need the pen to use this, or you need the really dry stuff to use this. They're more coming here, and we try to educate them how it's the best way to use it for their own goods. You know, and how to do it. And we do our best with the customer, work on them as a friend and family, and that's the mm-hmm. best things to do. You got to enjoy everything you do end of the day. The Cannabis Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.